We did it. We oh, did guys. It. We did it. We're here. I just tricked Julia into turning on her <laughs> video for me, and I discovered she's wearing what I described as a graduation <laughs> robe, and she described as a Calvin Klein crushed felt, no, felted Canadian Goodwill poncho. <laughs> it was my Goodwill purchase in Canada. Man, hey. that Canadian Goodwill had some good things because I got so this is Calvin Klein. It's like a Calvin Klein like poncho-y like throw blanket Ooh. type thing. And then I also got some uh Ralph Lauren jeans while I was there. Oh. So I made out like a bandit at that Goodwill. <laughs> you know, I actually was just revisiting I so Julie and I both have these trunks, these like really cute just kind of big blue trunks that our parents gave us when we started moving around in the world. I think when we left for college, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, So I actually opened my trunk recently and it had the stinkiest old clothes (laughs) in the bottom that I just like wasn't using. But one of them I was like, why have I not been using this? It was from when I studied abroad in 2006. And it's like it is that kind of like crushed velvet type Mm -hmm. like material. But I think I got it for like 10 bucks at a a Goodwill in London. And it was like so nice. And it fits me so much better now because like, let's be honest, I've gained weight since 2006. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and it just was like so perfect I put it on and I was like oh this feels so nice I had like all my little pins on the lapel oh. from like all the places I traveled so shout out to Goodwills and other countries that we cannot visit right now oh sad day sad day um welcome to paranormal captivity everyone oh, woohoo, where we talk about Goodwills and <laughs> things we can't do <laughs> and take inadvertent hiatuses guys my bad. Let I'm going to completely blame myself because between a couple different things, I was just going through a lot of stuff and I just didn't edit anything for so long. And I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we did do a couple of different things in between the time that we probably posted last. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where they went. <laughs> oh, my God. They just went into the vortex of... The vortex of your computer. <laughs> the vortex that is 2020 is what happened. Yeah. Seriously, though, this year probably just ate it right up. Yeah. Instead of, like, the dog or the cat or the pet <laughs> ate my homework, <laughs> it's now 2020 ate my homework. 2020 ate my happiness and everything <laughs> that I tried to put into the world. <laughs> I... I'm gonna, uh, yes, I fully agree, but I'm gonna say that that happiness that you have put out is still lingering around somewhere and that it's doing some good because I'm finding myself in this place where I'm like a little bit, like I'm still hopeful and I'm still feeling a little bit, I don't know that I would say positive. Positive's like Mm -hmm. the wrong word. It's like we need more words for like, I feel despair, but I also feel kind of upbeat somehow still. (laughs) I feel despair, but I don't want to lay in bed all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, correct. So here we are. We're plugging our mics in again. 
again, we are so fucking sorry. But we also, since it is spooky season, we do actually now have some, like, plans to be on it, on top of it, around it, into the spooky, spooky Halloween-y vibes. Halloween vibes. Halloween vibes. I almost... So, um... Full disclosure to anyone who has been <laughs> noticing anything we put into the world in the past, <laughs> like, <laughs> six, six to eight to 12 months. <laughs> um, I have taken over the Instagram feed. If you have not noticed, it is all Chuni these days. Um, Chuni getting Shout his out to 15 minutes of fame over there. 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, I have not taken over the Instagram or the Twitter feed. Sorry, everyone. It's not being used right now. Julie's a little afraid of Twitter. I'm a little afraid of Twitter. I use it for my work. And every time I post, I'm like, oh, God, what if someone comments on it? <laughs> but Which is like actually what you want to have happen if you put something out there. It's like you want people to engage with it. I, I do not want people to engage with me. <laughs> social media no Um, that's that's definitely fair the introverts uh, social media strategy yeah for sure plus twitter is all words i feel like with instagram it's like (laughs) i put a picture out into the world and it's like here's a fun picture with twitter it's like oh god all i have to go on are my thoughts and feelings (laughs) (laughs) oh julia that is interesting because also as we always joke even though you are on a book related podcast you uh-huh. don't actually like reading so that could factor into your twitter anxiety as well yeah i also don't like to like express things so <laughs> that is also, also fair you don't like doing that either yeah but anyway the point to all of the point to starting that was uh i was going to say i was like i had my uh my phone out this morning and I was taking a video of Chuni, and I looked down, and I'm wearing my um, Christmas llama sloth socks. And I was Aww. like, I can't. I was like, oh, I want to post these so bad. And then I was like, wait a second. It's spooky season. I can't post these right now. Not yet. You got you to gotta hoard that content until it's the right time. I know. I deleted all that content. Oh, goodbye. So. <laughs> I'll just do it again later. Fair, fair. (laughs) I do have some fun Halloween socks, though. I have some bats. Oh, good. And I think I have some some stripes, some, like, black and um, orange stripes. I was also thinking the other day about the... uh, the like pinstripe stockings that I got for my um, Beetlejuice costume mm. last year, and I don't know where I put those, but I kind of want to find them again. Yeah, guys, if you want to take a stroll down memory lane, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm drinking a lot of wine and it's going directly <laughs> to my throat. Um, oh no. Um, if you want to take a stroll, a fun like spooky stroll down Instagram lane. Last year, mm-hmm, Julia did, mm-hmm. was it actually 31 days? Like, you did a shit ton of costumes. So it was, I think it was eventually 31 days. It went well into November, though, because <laughs> last year at the end of October, I moved and didn't realize how stressful oh, yeah. it was going to be. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, like, pack all of my shit and, like, move pretty much by myself. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, mom and dad came up to help, but like also a lot of other things were going on last year. So they came in like shifts and like we had mm. to move over a couple different days and it was just like a whole big thing. And then like I had to deal with the terrible landlord situation and 
it was a mess. So I took like a week long hiatus then too and finished up in November. So I think it was 31 days, but it definitely was not consistent. Well, 31 though. Yeah, it doesn't have to be consecutive. Uh, Yeah. So there. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. It's it's on. Oh, yes, it is on our Instagram. So you should go check that out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I also have a fun thing to talk to you about. Oh, okay. Yes. So hit me with it. Okay. Sorry, I'm like overly caffeinated today. I drank like (laughs) I've like started drinking tea again in the afternoon. So I'm like extra caffeinated. I'm drinking tea right now, too. (gasps) Oh, my God. Love it. Tea time. Tea time. Chai, chai, chai. Ooh, I actually, I didn't have a chai, but I had a, um, uh, oh my gosh, what did I have? It's like a vanilla rooibos type. Ooh. Like, it was very vanilla and spicy. It was really good. Nice. Um, okay, so here's the thing. I thought for a fun little intro, as we haven't introed or done anything in a while, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we could, and since it's spooky season, I figured we could talk about some of the spooky things that have happened in our lives so I did a thing and I looked up. So someone mentioned to me recently, kind of out of the blue, um, I think it's called streetlight interference phenomenon. Oh, uh-huh. And I was like, oh, fuck, that happens to Julia. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen to me, although it hasn't happened to me in quite some time. Okay. Okay. I hear that and I am sad for you because... <laughs> Here's mostly why, because so I actually looked it up like in the five minutes before we started recording. And so I the website I got on was kind of funny. It's called let me pull it up if I still have it. Nope, I don't have it. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of funny and it called it. It just was like commenting kind of funny on it. And it called so street light interference. So they shortened it to SLI. And then they shortened it or they made it into like, okay, so people who this happens to are called sliders, like S-L-I. Oh, okay. Yeah, Uh which is great. And so I just needed to tell you that. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm a slider then, but I'm like a used to be slider, like like an an (laughs) X-slider. Oh, an (laughs) X-slider. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know if... I mean, it's probably just because I... Actually, hang on. Oh, my, the sounds. (laughs) Spooky sounds right now. No, hang on. I'm going to go look out the window to confirm something. BRB. Oh, oh, we're going on a field trip, guys. Well, Julia's going on a field trip. I'm still here with you. And we're hearing some footsteps. And headphones. Okay, yeah. Oh, my headphones. I'm back. Um, Yeah. So I was gonna say I don't think there are any streetlights on my street, so maybe that's why. And then I looked outside, and there are like a ton of fucking streetlights. Oh. (laughs) But they're not in the street. So the streetlights in my neighborhood, or all of the the lights in my neighborhood here, are on the side. So there's like. Uh, a few on the side of their like floodlights on the side of apartment buildings 
Mm. And then the only street lights aren't actually on the street. They're in like the parking lot across from my house. So I don't actually like where I am right now. I don't actually like pass by any street lights when I would be like walking from my car to my house, which is where it like happened mostly when I lived in my previous apartment. Gotcha. So, guys, if you don't know what this is, it's actually, I'm realizing we're, like, maybe didn't even fully describe it. Um, So, this is actually, it's kind of like a, I think it's described as, like, an energy or psychic phenomenon. And it's um, basically, like, streetlights acting weird around specific people um, that are kind of, like, outside the realm of coincidence. Because I'm sure we've all, like, walked by a streetlight and been like, well, you know, it's like it turned off or, (laughs) like, whatever. Yeah. But this happened had or had happened to you a lot, right? Yeah, it did happen to me a lot. And I feel like it, I noticed it more and it's probably not happening as much now or I'm not noticing it as much now because I also it's COVID season and I never leave the house. Oh, and yeah. also I live in Baltimore and don't really like walk around a whole lot at night anymore. But I remember it happening a lot in New Orleans when we would like go out at night and like walk around in a big group it was like any time not every time I walked under a street light but like you know a lot of times I'd be walking around and like you know walk under a street light and it would turn off or on or whatever but turning on I don't think is that weird because I just kind of was like oh it's probably motion censored but turning off when you walk under it I feel like is a little bit odd and then when I moved when I went to um, Albania and moved into my apartment Mm-hmm. In Kukas, I uh, there was one street light, so I lived in like a little. It's gonna be hard to describe. It was like if you walk up, like it was kind of like a main street. You kind of like go off to the side, but you know, still roads. So you're walking along a road, and then you would turn to get to my little like cul-de-sac area. You turned down like kind of a side street alleyway, and then made an immediate right into like. It was almost like a crack in the side of a wall. It was, like, so (laughs) small. It was, like, this tiny little entranceway that went into, like, a little dead-end circle of just, like, a circle of apartments. Hmm. Um, So it was, like, kind of right off the main street, but, like, also kind of off a, like, little side alleyway. So anyway, there was a street, like, kind of, like, right in the corner of the main street and that alleyway. And it turned off, I kid you not, like, literally every time I walked under it. Ooh. And I don't, it, like, never happened when other people were around. So I, Weird. like, would just sound like a crazy person if I was like, <laughs> this streetlight hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it did. It turned off just, like, every time I walked under it. It was so weird. And I don't, yeah, I don't know why it was, like, that specific light. Well, it's been said that it could be connected to, like, emotion or, like, how you're feeling at a specific time. So I wonder if you had more, like, psychic energy when you're in Albania than you do now. Or New Orleans. Like, it makes sense if you were in New Orleans. That's like, oh, God, sorry. Franklin's about to jump up here and he's got a cone on. Ah! Franklin. (laughs) Franklin, I'm so sorry, bud. You got to get down. Oh, I'm so sorry. Little cone head. Oh, cone head. He's okay. He just has... (laughs) A hangnail that he can't chew on, but um, yeah. So I thought that you are or were formerly a slider. Just thought that was great and a little spooky. 
It was a little spooky. Um, I do also have, so I figured I'd, I do kind of have a semi-recent, um, little spooky tale from my own apartment. Oh my God, Franklin. He's literally just like swinging his cone around my laptop and mic. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go over there. Can you go over there? Yeah, good job. Okay, we're good. Okay, so my little spooky moment. So M from And That's Why We Drink was over here the other day at my place. And <laughs> it really was just a moment, but it was so spooky. So we were like kind of just chatting. And then all of a sudden they go... They're like, they get this like kind of funny look on their face and go, is someone else here? And I was like, no. I was like, and then we both like kind of went like quiet for a moment. I was kind of like, Em, it's a pandemic. I wouldn't have like surprised you with another person here. <laughs> um, like we know both that we've both been, you know, quarantining and are safe and everything. Um, but so we were in the living room and the door to my bedroom was open and they totally said and was like I I totally saw like a figure walk by your door like from I know from like one side towards the bathroom and I've just been thinking about it ever since and it's very spooky um M did do a really good job afterwards of being like trying to make me feel better and was like, well, if it makes you feel any better at all, like Shadow did not give a shit. Like it, they <laughs> seem to be like cool with your cats. And I was like, OK, I don't know if that just means that they're bad, like watch cats or if we're actually safe. But like I feel like going back to M, actually, I feel like M kind of taught me just from their like, you know, paranormal experience, the ways to be like in your mind or saying it out loud of like, okay, we can share the space or, you know, or not, but like you cannot touch, hurt, maim, do anything to me, the cats or anyone I invite into this space kind of thing. Yeah. Just put a beer in your fridge. I, you know, I actually do have two really old beers, but maybe that's the problem. Maybe they want newer beers. Well, no, it, I don't think it has to be because I think we've already talked about this and how like stanky my old beer that I put in the fridge for my ghost was, but it wasn't, I don't think it's the quality of the beer. I think it was like ghost, spirit, whatever you are, this is for you. <laughs> it you was know? the intention. Yeah, I, see. I think it's the, the intent. Like I'm giving you something. This is going to live in my fridge. It's going to be for you. Here's your offering of peace. I like that. Okay. Maybe what I'll do, I do have like a favorite local beer. Maybe I'll get a six pack and I'll share it with said spirit and leave just one in there undrunk and say like, this one is for you. Please don't do anything to scare me. There you go. All right. I think we got a plan. Yeah. I mean, it's been a year and my stanky old beer is still in the fridge, still there for my (laughs) Yeah, guys, if you don't remember that story, that was from, yeah, about this time last year, I feel like, Julia, mm-hmm. we kind of decided Julia has a ghost, and we solved the problem by, yeah, Julia offering, well, we solved the problem, Julia solved the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how we came to the conclusion that the ghost, oh, it was the dream that I had. <laughs> oh, that's right, I forgot. That, like, I was weird yeah. dream. Yeah, I, I always have dreams, like, when I, and well, in the last two places I lived, at least, I had, like, weird ghosty dreams like when I moved in 
but yeah, this one, in this one, the, I, like, I, in my dream, I was walking downstairs and I, like, came face to face with this, like, random guy <gasps> and he just, like, wanted a beer and I was oh. like, okay. okay. <laughs> I forgot like, all you about can't that. stay here. <laughs> like, you don't live here now. I live here. Um, but yeah, I think, I think after we talked it through, we were like, maybe we should just, you know, maybe he just wants a beer. <laughs> Clearly, like he was telling you in his dream or in your dream. Yeah, like I just want to chill here. Just leave me a ble- leave me a beer. I'll be happy. So that's what I did, and haven't had any problems. Well, that makes me even less less confident that that's going to work for me because that feels like a very specific situation to you and your ghost. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you just have to figure out what your ghost wants. Yeah, that's fair. I'm debating telling you about my dream, but it was really scary and grotesque. And I'm not scary and grotesque. It was like stupid. I'm not going to tell it. It's so dumb. What what kind of stupid? (laughs) You have to tell it now. (laughs) That's true. I did set it up. Um, I don't remember anything else about it except that like there. (laughs) It's so dumb. There was one person in it and I don't remember like it wasn't even it wasn't a person I knew like it just was like a random amorphous person Mm -hmm. except that they like had a dick that were that was like next to them like they had a dick like with them that was like the size of a human and I was like huh this is probably Freudian in a lot of different ways (laughs) I don't know what that means but I woke up being just like very disturbed at this like an actual because it wasn't like it wasn't like a cartoon it was like a graphic person-sized giant penis honestly maybe that's just like the patriarchy maybe it just was like me being like damn the patriarchy dicks are everywhere all over the place i can't get away from them oh my gosh have you did you ever watch big mouth I love Big Mouth, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of what's his name and his little like army of dicks. Yes. Oh my god, the um hormone, the hormone monster. monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh anywho's, should we get to our book? Yeah, let's get to our book. Also, I'm gonna mull over what you need to offer your your ghost because there are plenty of dick themed (laughs) items that you could like leave around your apartment you could have like a little corner with like a dick candle and like some condoms you know (laughs) it is really funny actually i wonder if part of it was actually from um this is like a little bit of a detour and um talking a lot about and that's why we drink um this episode yeah so it was in a former um episode of and that's why we drink there was a reference to a wooden like to wooden dildos Mm. and someone literally sent them they're like beautifully carved they're these like there were two like wooden like these smooth beautiful wooden dicks basically and um yeah it honestly could have been from that like those are just like sitting over at the apartment (laughs) (laughs) or the podcast apartment yeah um well i don't i mean you've been to greece right i have yeah i mean i feel like wooden dicks were like the theme of greece like they were just everywhere really i don't think i had wooden dicks in my greece trip no (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think so. Huh. Maybe it's just where I I went in Greece then. Yeah, I feel like when uh, I I traveled to um, Athens with a, a college friend, I feel like everywhere we went, it was just like wooden dicks everywhere. I was like, oh is this God. a thing? Like, is this a tourist thing? Or is this like, <laughs> Greek people just like wooden dicks? Like, I feel like it's just for tourists, but like, why? Are they like fertility type, like I don't, talismans or something? I mean, they were just like all sorts of like they had wooden dick bottle openers they had wooden dick keychains oh. they just had like wooden dicks everywhere <laughs> wow i yeah i don't believe i experienced that but then again that would have been come in full circle that would have been back in 2006 that i <laughs> when i was studying abroad so i'm not sure i remember hmm. although i think i would have remembered wooden dicks yeah i hmm. don't know well maybe your dream is telling you to go take a trip to athens Oh, God, if only. Maybe the the <laughs> ghost is trying to be like, bye, I'm going to Athens. Yeah, like, right. Okay, you can go. That's fine. Yeah. Who would have thought our first episode back? Lots of wooden dick talk. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have anything to do with our book. And I don't know how we're going to segue it. Oh, wow. Yeah, how do we segue that? I think we just have to stop talking about wooden dicks and start talking <laughs> about our book. <laughs> As hard yeah. as it may be. Um, guys, we're so excited about this book. We mentioned it, I think, in a previous episode or hinted at it, or maybe we didn't. I honestly don't remember. But either way, we are reading A Deadly Inside Scoop by Abby Collette. And if you haven't seen the cover of this book, I'm sure we'll post a picture. It is the cutest fucking cover of any book I have ever seen in my life. It's adorable. I actually carried this book on my walk with me today. <laughs> oh, you did? I did. I was going to try to read while I was walking Chuni, and then I didn't. But I did enjoy, like, looking at it while I was walking around. I was like, it's just so nice. It's so cute. It's so aesthetically pleasing. It's, um, just to describe it a, a wee bit, um, but you can also, yeah, definitely Google it. Buy it. It's such a good book already. Um, I'm sure we'll post many pictures of it with our cats, but it's the cutest little um, ice cream cone. So it's like a vanilla, but it's like melting a little bit. So it looks like a skull with sprinkles for the eyes and nose. And then there's a little cat on the cover, too, that we meet in this section that we read as well. A little white fluffy cat. Oh, yes. Yes. A little white. The vanilla scoop. Looks a little bit like our old cat Snowpuff that we inherited and was a diva of our childhood. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, so this book is, as you may have guessed from the cover, is heavily ice cream themed. But it's also, it's so like cleverly written that like it's also um, fall. So it's like spooky season in the book too. So it's like fall ice cream. Like it's just... It's great. It's cozy because it's like an ice cream parlor. It's great. Yeah. It's delightful. Delightful is a perfect word for it. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, should we should we kick it off here? Let's just dive right in. Let's just dive right in after yeah. all that wooden dick talk. <laughs> <laughs> so we start with... The morning of the opening, well, the reopening of the cruise family creamery. Mm-hmm. 
So Bronwyn Cruz is our main character. She goes by Wynn. And her family is, as she points out, is one of the few black families in this area of Chagrin Falls in um, Cleveland, Ohio. Which, side note, I had never been to Cleveland. And I actually fucking love Cleveland because we went there on tour last year. And we just had, like, a great show. And I, like scootered all around the the city and it was great i don't think i went to chagrin falls i don't know if chagrin falls is real or not (laughs) yeah fair i meant to look that up um but so yeah it's a it's a family who lives in chagrin falls um and we start on the day that win is reopening her family's ice cream store Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah um Yes. So it sounds like she is living kind of by herself um, in like an old kind of like Victorian style manner. Um, Mm. So we start the day with her there. But, um, you know, her whole family is from the area and still lives there. So the first thing that she does in the morning is head to her parents' house. Um, So we meet the rest of her family like pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. her parents live there and then her grandfather also lives with him but he has his own kind of like side cottagey type of like side wing of the house if you will yeah um so he is uh the the surviving husband of her grandmother who was the shop um the ice cream shop i guess maven yeah ice cream queen ice cream queen of the family (laughs) Um, so it's the family store or the family shop but um her grandmother Kay was the one who like you know put all of her like time and effort and like love and care into the into running the shop while she was still alive and like created all of the original ice cream recipes and um just you know ran the store until she passed or I guess until, not until she passed, unfortunately, until she, she got Alzheimer's. So um, yeah. the family did eventually have to step in um, and take over. And it sounded like her, uh, Wynn's aunt, Aunt Jack, took over kind of like in that in-between period. And it kind of turned into like, not really a convenience store, but like, kind of a convenience store like it kind of like yeah morphed into something other than just an ice cream shop because i mean then i think the point they make is who wants ice cream in the winter time and so they were trying to like keep it you know profitable year round and started selling things like you know t-shirts and postcards and you know hot dogs and lotto tickets and things like that so when when Win comes back and steps in, she like revamps the store, and this is the reopening as like just an ice cream parlor. So bringing it back to its roots, um, which is what is so exciting about the day. Yeah, and it sounds like it gets a little extra special too because um, so Aunt Jack had also stopped serving homemade ice cream, mm-hmm. which was like a big affront because Grandma Kay had always made the ice cream by hand. And Aunt Jack was, it seems like a little bit more, um, oh, I'm forgetting the term, but like the, you know, 
proficiency or like efficiency over quality or you know whatever mm-hmm. that phrase is and she basically was kind of like well why would we make it by our like by hand when it's so much we can order it frozen from arizona is what they specify and um since then i think or maybe it was before then but um grandma k's recipe book for um all of her ice cream recipes has been missing in their family and this morning this morning in the book our first morning here um Bronwyn's pop pop grandma k's husband gives her it was kind of sly too he gives he actually gives her this missing tin uh like sacred tin of grandma k's ice cream recipes and it was kind of funny because he Bronwyn is like well you told everyone that you hadn't seen this like we thought this was lost and he was like oh I hadn't seen it like I knew where it was though and so he like had this had this the whole time basically and was like wait he basically he didn't want to give it to Aunt Jack or I mean he didn't want anyone to have it until they were going to use it properly it sounded like and so as Bronwyn's redoing the ice cream shop and the ice cream shop sounds so cute like it sounds like she's done such a good job because yeah formerly it sounds kind of a little cluttered and like there's a lot going on and right the ice cream's not even homemade whereas she's taking like a ton of like just like thoughtfulness in terms of like she redoes the whole inside kind of like retro-y like she has a jukebox to honor her grandma Kay who um, apparently always listened to a jukebox and um, she also opened up she wants to put in this big I think it's not installed yet because she's had so many like construction mishaps which is why the opening is so late she meant to open in the summer but everything kept getting delayed and pushed and everything but she wants this big open space so that people can see into the kitchen so she's waiting for a big like plate glass for that and so chagrin falls there is actually a waterfall in this town and you can you have this great view of it from the back of the ice cream shop and apparently there was only like you know window like normal windows so she just like blew out the whole back and put in this like huge just open kind of viewing window so that people can sit and see so it's almost like it's almost like a little touristy like not touristy in like a kitschy way touristy in like a you can see the fucking falls right there way um which is really cool yeah and so what's next so she goes from her right she meets her parents there that day too they we get a little bit more information about them her mom is like a little um seems to always be doing something she's retired she takes a lot of zumba classes um and her dad is still working he is a neurosurgeon Mm -hmm. he's a surgeon of some kind yeah yeah but when when we meet them we get kind of like i feel like we get a good sense of their like the family dynamic and their personalities because she walks in and her mom is immediate because well so the I guess premise of the day or like the big thing about the day is like she gets up and you know she's you know opening her ice cream shop but the other like big thing is that it's gonna be like a huge blizzard (laughs) oh right yeah so it's like kind of this dynamic of like everything got like pushed back and pushed back but like you know maybe fall's still okay and like we're still gonna have like the town has like a big fall festival called the pumpkin roll and it's like well maybe it's still a good time to open like i can open at the same time as the big like tourist event of the the big event that brings all the tourists in and then like of course opening day happens and there's like 
a massive blizzard like early in the year in like October but um so she walks from her house to uh her parents house in the blizzard and you know the mom immediately comes up and is like where's your gloves you're freezing like let me take care of all of this and you know she gets to the kitchen and her dad's um making like a special gourmet omelet for like everyone in the family because apparently he is the the like I don't know I I think they they categorized like both him and Wynn as kind of like the planners of the family like the more Mm. like you know have all of the details in place and you know make sure everything goes to plan and then they categorize her mom as the more like kind of like free spirited like caring like artist and like yoga instructor and all of that so you know we get like a mix of personalities there but then when um she takes the her dad's like gourmet omelet to her grandfather they they call him grumpy paw mm-hmm. like oh take this down to down to your grumpy paw i know he's not gonna eat it but take it anyway so yeah when she she takes it down there and uh he gives her the the tin like grandma k's tin of recipes it just kind of like i feel like it's a little a little nod to his like his i guess personality and like I don't know what the word is to describe it, but, like, that type of personality where it's, like, if you're on his good side, like, he would do anything for you. But, like, I think she says in this, like, first couple of chapters, like, only two people can make him smile, you know? He's, like, very peculiar about, like, who is in his favor and, like, who he wants care of and, like, the rest of the world can just kind of, like, deal with him, you know? Yeah, yeah, and she's very, like, like his favorite Mm -hmm. person. Like, he's the one that gave her, it was one Christmas, so we we get the backstory a little bit later, but I think it's fine to share here that she actually was kind of a big-time ad and marketing exec in New York, um, but she got got sick, Um, she didn't know what was wrong, and it turned out to be nothing super big, but um, it kind of was a big enough thing to shake her sort of emotionally and she realized she wanted to be home with her family while she got through it and then also just indefinitely but after she had moved home it's grumpy pa who had given her one christmas the keys to the rest to the um, ice cream shop and had just said you're the manager now it's all you and to his credit he does sound like he's been really hands-off like i don't know that he's seen it like I think she was saying that she wanted to surprise everyone so not many people who have even seen some of the renovations that she's been doing to it um and even the first I don't know it's the second day this is not really a spoiler but he does show up the second day and he does not help out he just sits and plays backgammon and is like no this is yours now which I love like I'm retired I'm not working here anymore yeah it just was so sweet because he like so clearly you know trusts her just implicitly and so, yeah, so that's the first morning. So she hasn't even gotten to the ice cream shop yet, but that is her next stop after she sees her grumpy paw. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she heads in and this is like officially opening day. So she's got like, you know, a lot of jitters and she's like, oh my gosh, I wonder if we're going to get like how many customers we're going to get. Like she's really upbeat. Um, but she before actually, so before she even she's kind of filled with all of these you know stresses and you know thoughts for the day and before she even gets to 
the or it's like right as she's walking in i think it's like right outside her shop she comes upon a mysterious man a mysterious figure in the snow a mysterious figure with a puppy (laughs) (laughs) with a what did she call it it's not a sharpay but i was picturing a sharpay oh yeah it well it's two words like that like it was two words like it was a a dog breed that i didn't know but i think she also says like it looks like a sharpay um Mm -hmm. so she like kind of described it as like uh you know kind of scrunchy kind of pug like um Mm -hmm. and really cute and this guy is like seems kind of nice like it it doesn't it isn't presented in the writing as like, oh, this is a love interest, but it is kind of presented like, you know, he's a nice, seemingly nice guy. Look, he has a dog that he's basically like, hey, I found this dog. Is this your dog? And she's like, oh, no, I don't I don't know who this dog is. It's a cute dog, though. And he's like, oh, OK, I guess I'll just take him to the uh, to the police station to kind of see if anyone's looking for him. Which also, I don't know that I would take a lost dog to a police station. I would definitely take a dog to like a good shelter that I knew or a vet that could check their chip. I would not take a dog to a police station, but side note, um, because he, so we find out a little bit later, this is like a little bit of a suspicious encounter, um, because he kind of pretty immediately is like, Oh my gosh, are you Bronwyn Cruz? Are you like, do you run this Cruz creamery? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that that's me. It's like my family. And he's like, oh, I know. Like, we've actually met before. I know your family. Like, I know your grandparents. Like, oh, they're all so great. We were like, he really drums it up as like, we were buds. Like, we were so mm-hmm. close. And Bronwyn's like, I don't know who you are. Like, I'm so sorry. That's so great, though. Like, she's very upbeat and like sweet. And he's like, yeah, um, my name is Steve. And I lived or um, I worked next door i worked for the um i think it was like a bike shop or something it's not Mm -hmm. it's a florist now it's not the same um store as it was before but um he was like yeah it was the silent partner in the back with this guy's wife and she was like oh my god yeah i knew that family like i knew that couple so he just has all of these like right little keywords to be like and this person and this person and she's like oh my god you knew all of these people and he also goes as far as to say, like, oh, I always loved your grandmother's, what, was it Rocky Road? Mud pot? It was mud, mud slide. Mud slide. Okay. Um, yeah, I, like, loved the specific mud slide ice cream that your grandma made. And Wynn is like, wow, oh, my gosh, that's so crazy. Like, I'm going in right now to make the first flavors of the first, you know, reopening. And like, she kind of promises him. She's like, well, if you come back, like that's maybe that's a flavor, you know, I want to honor my grandmother. Like that's a flavor I'll try to, if you come back, maybe I'll have it. Like I'll try to look it up. So they kind of go their separate ways. Um, And we don't really hear about that until a little later in the morning because we get overtaken by ice cream making. Yes. So we get a, a slew of fun new characters during the Yeah. The ice cream making. Um so I think, you know, initially since initially the plan was to open, you know, before summertime during like the Memorial Day season. Mm-hmm. Um she didn't well, since that didn't happen, she didn't hire a whole lot of help. She hired like a couple of part-time people to come in at nighttime um, to kind of close, help close the shop down because they're open 11 to 11. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
but in the nor- the morning time for prep work, she just kind of grabbed some some family and some friends. So we have uh, her mom coming in, although her mom comes in late because apparently she is always <laughs> late. Um, but the the first two slew crew helper crew members are her two best friends. Um, and you'll have to help me with names because you know I don't read them. <laughs> <laughs> Maisie and Raya. <laughs> Maisie and Raya, that's right. Um, so Maisie and Raya are her, her two kind of like childhood friends from, it sounds like elementary school, like pretty yeah. early on. Um, and they have, it's funny, I feel like when the in this book, all of the like, pairs that we meet have like opposite personalities because Maisie oh, yeah. and Raya seem to have pretty opposite personalities too. Raya is um she's not a surgeon, but she does she is in the medical field. She works in the hospital where um Wynn's dad works. Mm-hmm. And then Maisie is seems a little bit more like and I mean Raya comes off as kind of like a very like strong personality, very like um was like detail oriented and very like scheduled so she's like coming in immediately complaining that like Maisie was you know 10 minutes late when she came to pick her up and she'd like missed her morning run and like her whole routine is ruined and um (laughs) Maisie comes in and is like I just wanted to find my like ice cream cone socks and I couldn't find them (laughs) (laughs) here's a bag of vanilla that I grew (laughs) Yeah, so like oh my a God, little bit more. Yeah, just like very kind of like again, kind of that free spirited kind of personality of just kind mm-hmm. of like go with the flow and uh, a little bit more loose and casual, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We even get the story of their like meet initial meeting in yeah, like elementary school where Raya was like beating up a boy because he stole her swing i think Mm -hmm. and they Maisie and bronwyn pulled raya off of this kid this like kid that she was like you don't take my swing um and so that was kind of like the intro to their friendship and so yeah they both come in at the same time they've driven together and so they right they have like very immediate um you kind of get like yeah an immediate sense of their friendship um and so yeah from there so now we have the mom Maisie Raya and Bronwyn sort of immediately puts them all to work and so they're making a bunch of different flavors I forget all the flavors but I know they were like a decadent chocolate a vanilla bean a strawberry shortcake I think yeah I think she was trying to go with like the standard like ice cream store flavor mm. so she had like a vanilla chocolate strawberry but she put like a fun little twist on all of them so mm. um i don't know if she put a fun twist on vanilla can you put a fun twist on vanilla but she <laughs> yeah. she was using i guess homegrown vanilla beans so that's kind of true fun. that is and true yeah it sounds like all of their um ingredients were like you know very like local and like organic and all of that so mm-hmm. But yeah, for chocolate, it was like, yeah, exactly like decadent, like double layered chocolate with like chocolate chunks and then, yeah, strawberry shortcake. And, you know, the other flavor that I was like so excited about because I've always loved like the cherry Garcia type flavors. Um, mm -hmm. She was also doing a cherry liqueur with like dark chocolate chunk. 
mm. version of a flavor too. Yeah, and she was also doing a salted caramel corn flavor. Oh yeah, which sounded delightful. And the recipe yes. is actually in the back of the book. <gasps> so I think that might be something yes. fun that we could do. I know. I was actually just about to bring up your fucking ice cream machine. That I do. I, I have an ice cream machine <sighs> now that I borrowed. <laughs> You took. (laughs) That I took. Mom and dad weren't using it. When was the last time they made ice cream? (laughs) I mean, not that I can remember ever. Never. The last time they made, I can tell you the last time they made ice cream. The last time they made ice cream was like two summers ago. They made uh, wineberry ice cream from the wild raspberries that grow on our street that aren't actually raspberries, but, you know, we call them raspberries. Sure. Yeah. Love it. I mean, yeah, but that was... I, but what, it was, two, like, two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and the... Yeah, it was, like, a like fun summer activity, and the our nieces, the girls, decided that they didn't like the ice cream, and so I think <laughs> it was, like, never made again, because it's kind of a process, and to, like, not like something that you make after, like, a 24-hour time of working on it is kind of a bummer. So I think they were yeah. just like, this is hard, and the ice cream froze, and it was hard to eat, and we don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait for you to make some ice cream and show me from across the country and I can't eat it. I can't yeah. wait. Here's, here's my delicious salted corn. Salted caramel oh, corn. That sounds so perfectly fall too. I mean not to spoil her because she does also get into some more even more spooky like fall flavors, which is great. Mm-hmm. But she even the caramel corn like already sounds so really nice and fall like. But so yeah, so we get that like nice little intro to all of these other characters we also even meet Maisie's grandmother who Macy's grandmother it's Maisie's grandmother yeah yes um who owns said cat on the cover Um, we also meet the cat yes oh that's true yeah Felice so Felice is the cat and um the grandmother they call her a couple different names but Rivka is one of them because that apparently means grandmother in um is it Yiddish? Is like it's like the Jewish word for for grandmother, mm-hmm. and so yeah, she's Maisie's Jewish grandmother who owns or runs the, the town Chinese restaurant. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, which is funny to me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, so she comes down, says hi, has like sweaters for everyone, and cranks the heat because she's like, "You're yeah. too cold." And everyone's like, right. "We're making ice cream." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and then so what we get which is like a sad sort of we kind of skip in oh no actually there's one more thing that happens during this morning before we kind of skip to the end of the day is that um Bronwyn when um has kind of a side I think kind of just casually mentions I forget how it comes up but kind of casually mentions Steve and the puppy from this morning to her mom and her mom yeah well she she pulls her mom aside to show her grandma Kay's tin oh because it had been yeah, missing for right. so many years she was like mom guess yeah. what grumpy pa had it the whole time <laughs> damn <asshole>. grumpy pa <laughs> I know the mom's kind of like what a bastard like he told us that was missing and she was like i know yeah he wanted me to have it (laughs) yeah and then she's like really quickly on board she's like yeah Yeah. you definitely should have this Mm -hmm. 
but that's right that's how like it intros in and then she mentions like oh i'm gonna look up the mud pie or mudslide recipe and her mom is like your grandmother did not make a mudslide um for the store like that was never sold um i think it was like maybe her favorite flavor and she actually said that she would never sell it in the store or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah it was like a flavor from her childhood that she like never wanted to be in the store yeah so yeah her mom is like immediately like well that sounds off like who is this person and then asks her a few more questions and as soon as bronwyn describes him um she's her whole countenance like changes and is like oh that fucking guy and wins like he was fine like he was normal and like whatever and her mom is like no that guy is a terrible guy he's a con man he's actually the guy that like so he was a part of the store but he wasn't really like a partner he actually just he kind of just stole away the um the store owner's wife like ran away with her and like just kind of destroyed this business and then apparently somehow he also got grandma k as she was like suffering from dementia to sign over the deed of cruz creamery to him and like just i don't even i guess we'll get more information about that but like the nefariousness of that is just yeah and it sounded like i mean obviously the the mom was like you know this asshole like so mad about it mm-hmm. but she she was also like i need to call like the entire rest of the family because like yeah. if he shows up someone's gonna murder him because he was just i mean it also sounded like it was she was, i think the her phrasing was like he never tasted the like your grandma's mud slide recipe but he like drugged the whole family dragged drug drug dragged the whole family through <laughs> mud like oh, he's just yeah. the worst person um So, yeah, he had, like, somehow swindled his way into Grandma Kay's life and had her sign over the store. And that's when they had to pull her kind of, like, away from the business and go to court and have her declared unfit. Yeah. um, Or, like, having an unsound mind from Alzheimer's, which was, I I mean, I can imagine was just heartbreaking for the entire family. But I think was especially hard on uh, the grandfather and the father. Right. And um, the mom especially, because I think Wynn had mentioned that Steve did actually say as he was being like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I, like, love your family, like, this person and this person, and, like, mentioned both the grandfather and the father by name, and is like, I'm going to go visit them for sure. I'm only in town a little bit, but, like, I'm definitely going to go visit them. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure, you you know, he if you are, you know, a blast from the past, like, I'm sure they'd love to see you. Um, So she mentions that to the mom and the mom is like, oh, he fucking isn't like, you know, and kind of storms pretty quickly out of the store and is like, I got to go warn your dad Mm -hmm. and your grandpa. Um, So, yeah, that was our that's maybe one of our first little suspicious blips in terms of the mystery of the cozy mystery. Yes. Um, But then we pretty quickly get into more of the mystery because then what happens next is uh win finds a body <laughs> yeah well fast forward to the end of the day mm-hmm. first bad news is that there were no customers yeah womp, womp. the Sad. blizzard scared them all away yeah definitely so. not her fault just like totally bad timing yeah i don't think it was 
necessarily a surprise to anyone, but yeah. it was disappointing. So, um, I think she, I think she sent everyone home early mm-hmm. and then was just kind of like by herself closing up and, you know, was kind of like sitting around feeling bad about herself and her business and everything. And then, um, it was, she like was rifling through her grandma's recipe kind of like you know, downcast and came upon, like, the first recipe that she pulled out was for snow ice cream. Oh, yeah. And so she was like, oh, but, you know, like, well, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a sign. Maybe I can just, like, make myself feel better by, like, making one of Grandma Kay's recipes and, like, Mm -hmm. this one seems appropriate, you know? Like, (laughs) maybe it's, you know, the snow's a curse, but you know, maybe it's, you know, like I can make a, a good thing out of it and like right. bring some to my grandpa as I break the news that my like <laughs> right. grand opening <laughs> flops. Um, so her, I, her like beginning to the mysterious body finding um, <laughs> was her just trying to make some snow ice cream. <laughs> I know. It is so funny. Like, I just loved the setup of this because it really is like, I don't know. I just love the idea of someone finding a body while doing sort of the silliest but most fun thing. Like, she basically, yeah. like, she's, like, kind of, yeah, like you said, she's, like, bummed out. And she's kind of just, which I also love the description of, like, she kind of goes through this thing of, like, I just needed to sit on this bench and, like, stare into the middle distance. And I was like, yeah, like, I get that. And then she also talked about her mom. She's like, my mom is a parking lot sitter. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Same. I want to know. But, like, same already. And it was like her mom would get in cars and just, like, drive to a parking lot and just, like, sit and be sad for a little bit. And I was like, yeah, I yeah. relate to that real hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's like one of my favorite things to do if I like oh, yes. feeling unproductive. I'm like, oh, I'll just like go out and do something. And then I just end up like sitting in a parking lot and I'm like, oh, I'm out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Always. And then I'm always just like listening to like sad music that I'm like, I don't know. Somehow it helps. I don't know. Yeah. But it's great. Like all um, I'm doing here is just like listening to music and playing on my phone like I could be yeah. home. I don't know why I feel better doing it in the car it somehow helps I think it's like the action of doing something while not actually doing anything at all yeah <laughs> but no I just love that detail but yeah it's also that she so okay so she kind of motivates herself she gets herself out of the bench sitting slash parking lot sitting um and so she sort of starts to motivate herself of like yeah I'm gonna go make the snow ice cream because god damn it I'm going to make the snow work for me in some way, shape, or form. And so she uh, gets goes back into the store, gets like leaves everything else there, but gets a giant like kitchen, which I loved, too, because I worked, worked in a kitchen before, and I was like, I know exactly what fucking giant bowl that is that she <laughs> grabbed, like one of those big like steel bowls mm-hmm. and like a big scooper and a cardboard box. And she heads on out because, so the falls are like behind the store. And so as anyone who grew up there apparently knows, to get to the falls, there are a set of stairs, but the best way to get to like the actual water and like the the place where she's like, I'm going to find the best snow is that you sled down. And so she brings the cardboard box to kind of crunch and then um, slide down the hill on. So she gets to the bottom of the hill. Um 
And I think still has like a little bit of ways to walk too, because she like abandoned. Oh, we missed a spot. Oh no, <laughs> we missed a we missed an important piece of information. Oh no, oh the um, scarf, the kid, the kid, no, oh. the kid. Yeah, the kid as yes. she was sitting there. Sorry, before she slid down the hill, as she was sitting on her sad bench. That's right. Um, she saw uh, it was like a a mom like calling from I think from like the movie theater or something. Yeah, calling across the like little downtown square for her son Jasper mm. and like getting really frustrated and being like he's not coming back like ma and <laughs> that's really just kind of it we just needed to throw that in there because it's gonna come back later <laughs> that's right good fucking catch Julia good good catch um yeah because it almost comes back right now so she's at the bottom yeah. of the hill she I is I can't remember it's almost like it's written a little dreamily, which I kind of liked because I was like, I wouldn't be able to fucking recall finding a body perfectly. Like, Yeah, well, it's also, I mean, she's like not in the middle of the downtown square anymore. She's like down right. a hill, like kind of in a foresty area. It sounds like there might even be like a bridge overhead and like definitely no lights. So like yeah. she's like on a riverbank in the middle of the night, um, in the middle of a like or like I guess at the end of a snowstorm so it's like you know dead silent fresh Mm -hmm. snow very like just quiet and dark oh in that way that snow can just be so silent like snow makes it it's like a silencer on everything like it just muffles so she yeah so she gets down she like stops at like you know right before the bottom so she can like walk to where she thinks the best snow is gonna be and she, like, hears something kind of, like, to her side mm-hmm. um, right when she gets down there. And so she turns and she's, you know, she calls out. She's like, oh, who's down here? Like, what are you, like, kind of, what are you doing down here? Yeah. Crazy person. Like, I know I'm down here, but you shouldn't be. Right. Um, and she sees a scarf. Yeah, she sees, like, a brightly colored scarf. It doesn't really go into, like, what the colors or patterns are. But it was, it sounds like it was, like, a pretty distinctive looking scarf Mm -hmm. um and she kind of like looks up to where she's like hearing like noise and kind of like sees a figure and is like oh it must be like the that kid Mm -hmm. and i think she sees from like you know the the figures like heading like up the hill and so she can see like a little bit of them in the the light of the street lamp from like up top at the top of the hill and she's like oh yeah you know like it must be like it looks like a child it must be that kid that was like running away from his parents earlier um and she looks down and sees the scarf and like as she goes to go grab it she trips over something and what is it it's a dead fucking body it's a dead person oh my god yeah so she and then it does another little kind of skip time because that was like the end of a chapter of like, oh my God, and I screamed. It was a dead body. Yeah, yeah. And so then we get a really smart hot like skip forward a little bit to her kind of retelling backwards like, oh my God, I didn't fucking know what to do. I didn't have my phone because she, she left everything at the um, the store only thinking that she would be out for a second getting snow and coming back. Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of like, oh my God, what do I do? Do I is this person still alive? Do I have to try to save this person? Like, that is my first thought. But also, like, I'm pretty sure they're dead, but I'm no expert. So she does do kind of a good job of being like, okay, I'm going to, like, listen for breathing. I'm going to, like, feel, you know, on the chest to make sure there's nothing 
that you know that I couldn't help to kind of revive this person and she's like I didn't feel anything and so she um, runs back kind of has to climb back up the hill that she just sledded down with her like giant bowl and scooper that doesn't have any snow in it she's like (laughs) obviously abandoned that mission well she's not gonna wait and make anything now (laughs) even if she did bring snow back it's gonna melt by the time she gets around to it that's true and also like who would want dead body snow like i know gross it's kind of gross like the whole point that she was going down there was to like find like the purest snow that people hadn't like walked on or whatever and now she's like finding literal dead body snow um so yeah so she climbs back up and she even comments too of like you know she kind of thought that when she got back into the town center it would be she'd be kind of comforted that like more people would be around oh because she also starts just like banging on the like the shit out of her like um, bowl and sc- scooper to be like help someone help and that's when she was like no one can hear me so she had to be like alright I'm gonna like check the breathing and get help myself and so when she gets back up she's like I thought that like people would be around but no one was around and she's like it's still super eerie um, so she runs inside calls the police and that's kind of where we catch up with her is that the police car is turning into um, the cruise creamery to come talk to her and uh, then we get kind of like a little a little town spectacle from uh, from this point this point on. Yeah. So I think the like one police officer shows up first to kind of like see what's going on and confirm the the dead body, and then yeah, like a bunch of fucking people show up and like mm-hmm. a bunch of cop cars and like ambulance and you know the detective comes. Um, so she. Uh, Wynn tells like kind of her whole story to that like first police officer that came but then she also has to wait around for a detective to show up so she can like retell the whole story again to him mm-hmm. um, so that's a fun new character that I think we're gonna see for quite some time throughout the rest of the book and I can't remember his name either but I'm thinking maybe love interest yeah, also perfect timing that with that cop car behind you. <laughs> um, yeah, this feels like, although, you know what, it is, it is funny. I As I was reading this, there is a character that comes in a little bit later that, uh, maybe I'll say this later, but I'll say it now and it won't make sense. But, <laughs> but um, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, both of these, like, m- mostly this guy is like, I think more of the love interest. But I was like, both of these guys are like, don't really have personal space. I was like, I, I kind of don't love either one of them, to be honest. Yeah, I know the... Yeah, and we meet the second person at the very end of this right. section. And yeah. I did not like him. No. The, like, intro. And I think I, like read a little bit past what we were supposed to and so I got like a little bit more of you know him and the interaction and his personality and I do think you're right he might be a little bit of a love interest and like I could have misjudged him but the intro of him as a character was so cringy yes and I hated it hated every second of it but that is same to come and that will be our cliffhanger (laughs) (laughs) isn't that fun we set it up like we hate this person and now we're like goodbye this is gonna be the last fun thing we talk about (laughs) 
but we don't meet him yet so he comes later we meet the detective first <laughs> yes sorry to i derailed us a little bit yes that's okay we do meet the detective i think his name is liam something because i remember being like oh okay liam sure i'm on board with that name that's kind of cute um but he's yeah he's the detective and so he comes in and yeah the first thing that we know about him is that he comes up like pretty close to her like she she turns around and he's there and they're like we're real she like describes like oh i had to like step back like his piercing beautiful eyes were like too close to me and she was like piercing pistachio eyes <laughs> oh yeah pistachio that was great yeah there's a lot of ice cream references it's really good um yeah and so he is basically like the cooler kind of like more like suave version of the the um first responders that come to the uh to the scene and so he's asking her most of the same questions that the first cop had already asked but she just has to retell to him um but you can tell that there's like something there because he's it's kind of this the setup of like he's kind of like you know you can tell that he's a little bit surprised that she's like asking so many questions and so like intuitive and you know kind of already already like peeking into the mystery a little bit so we get a couple little like yeah like i think they're written as like a little coy smile here and there type thing mm-hmm. well actually well before we move ahead i did remember uh something that happened before he even shows up so the before oh. detective before the detective comes after she talks to the like initial cop she's sitting there like waiting for him and her mom eventually shows up but i think this is even before her mom shows up because i think her mom shows up about the same time as the detective Mm. but um like while she's sitting there waiting to get questioned again one of her neighbors or not her neighbor one of the like other shopkeepers Mm -hmm. from like across the street shows up and uh hands her like a cup of tea and I am like so excited for this character to like be described more or to like show up more and like she's not really introduced as like oh this is gonna be a main character but like I feel like there's a little there's a little something there because a little witchiness to her she sounds like a witch yeah yeah so she shows up and she's kind of described as like kind of like over the top and like I don't want to use the word fake but like kind of a little kind of a little bit like just very over the top like always wearing like big gaudy jewelry that like everyone suspects isn't real and like has this like fancy like French name that everyone like also suspects isn't her actual name right (laughs) yeah just kind of like a little like I, I don't maybe not flamboyant but like kind of she has a persona like she has yeah she's put on like a she's putting on a lot she's putting a lot out there maybe is like yeah and she kind of she... oh sorry i was just gonna say she kind of reminds me a little bit of um oh my gosh aerial constellation from oh yeah i can see that from, from that terrible book <laughs> yeah from the book we shall not name <laughs> But loved Ariel. Ariel wasn't problematic. But loved Ariel. <laughs> loved the characters. Yeah. Um, um, we also yeah. should probably mention she is described also as like um, Bronwyn a couple different times describes like the point. It's either 0.4 or 0.04 per, um, population of African-American like a community that lives in Chagrin Falls. Mm-hmm. And she's like this woman. I think her name is Debbie Devereaux. 
Um, which, yeah, sounds, she immediately is like, sounds fake. Um, probably but, not her real name. Yeah, probably not her real name. And she does, so there's so many like little witchy things that could be, I just, I already love her. I'm already so into her. Because like she apparently runs an Airbnb with like one of the local like cute little Airbnbs with her sister who mm-hmm. is it's funny her sister is like not really described yet but it's I mean obviously because she wasn't there either but yeah Debbie um was there and yeah it just seems so like I don't know you know I mean I would like to think if you and I ran an Airbnb together we would be like full on witches like we dabble now but I feel like in our future we would like yeah for sure you would be like the the I don't know which which one of us would be the kitchen witch. One of us would be the <laughs> kitchen witch. <laughs> I feel like we both have our different strengths as kitchen witches. Yeah, that's true. But you would definitely be the like tarot card and tea time kitchen witch, mm. and I would be the like I'm only wearing leopard print all the time. <laughs> the Carol Baskins? No, I'm. <laughs> I'm going to have a different hair color every day and mm. wear leopard print. And <laughs> So you would be the Debbie Devereaux of the two. <laughs> I would be the Debbie Devereaux of the two. Perfect. Yeah, because the other thing, the, like, the, the thing that, like, really, because the way she's described is, like, it would be, you know, what it is. But the thing that, like, I think really puts it over the top and, like, makes her extra witchy is when she hands Bronwyn the tea. Yes. She says, um, he must have gotten what he deserved or like, yes. he like, he like, don't worry about it. Like he definitely got what he deserved. Something along those lines, something along the uh-huh. lines of like, he got what he deserved. And when was like, do you, how, like what? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of like hands her the tea, like says that and walks away without like yeah. saying anything else. Like no clarifications, no like nothing and when was just mm-hmm. like why like do you know who died because i don't know who died like how do you know like the body hasn't even come up yet you yeah know? like, like you're either a on? full-on witch or you're a murderer like you're one right. of the two exactly <laughs> so we and that's like exactly how short the the interaction was but I'm like really excited for her to come back because I feel like she's gonna know shit (laughs) about this murder but she's also gonna know shit about this town (laughs) I know lol I feel like we've talked about her for like 25 minutes and it was literally like two sentences long (laughs) and we're like bring Debbie Devereaux back it's like half a paragraph and we're like we want more (laughs) yeah oh gosh yeah give us a Debbie Devereaux series also like into that for sure also oh gosh no sorry i think i just felt a tiny earthquake but i might also be i feel like i imagine earthquakes all the time because of like the big scary ones that keep happening out here Mm. i think i'm fine i'm fine we're fine (laughs) (laughs) um Okay, yeah, so, oh my god, I'm so glad you remember Debbie Devereaux, that happened, and so Bronwyn's already a little bit like, what is happening? And that's when Liam shows up, she, you know, kind of retells her story, they have a little bit of, like, not quite flirtation, but, like, pre-flirtation, and then we actually get a little bit of, uh, a little bit of some sassy back and forth, because 
as Liam is asking her questions and as um, Bronwyn is um, sort of retelling what happened, um, she is looking. So all of the townspeople have kind of started gathering because um, Wynne also describes like this town is so it's so small. It's um, Chagrin Falls Village. It's not even really a town. It's like so small that it, the crime is just like non-existent there. So they all heard the cop cars and were like, what's happening? So they all like, you know, trundle out. So there's kind of a crowd. And as she's answering questions with Liam, she looks across the um, the sort of like circle of people that have gathered and she sees the scarf. She sees the um, scarf of the, that she like had kind of assumed was the uh, this little kids um, and the figure that she had seen right before finding the body. And so Liam is kind of saying, like, is there anything else, you know, you can tell us? And she's like, yeah, well, those people over there could probably tell you more because I think they were there. So Liam gets another cop to bring them over. And the mom is instantly, I mean, I guess to her credit, like, she just doesn't want to answer questions. But it's also set up. It's also written a little bit, like, suspiciously. Like, she's, she's like, a little bit, it's not quite just that she doesn't want to answer questions. It's that she is potentially hiding something. Yeah, well, she definitely, like, comes in pretty hot because Wynn's like, oh, hey, you know, like, I guess Liam initiates the conversation, like, oh, was your, like, son here earlier? And she was like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Wynn's like, uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> I saw yeah. him. I saw him and you. And the mom's mm-hmm. like, no, he's like 10. He wouldn't be like, we weren't here. And he definitely wouldn't have been like down in the woods by himself. And Wynn's like, um, yeah, I, like I saw him. I saw that scarf. I saw him. Mm-hmm. I saw you. Like you guys were at the m- movie theater earlier. Like you called his name Jasper, like from across the the way. And um, so she kind of gets like a little bit caught in in her own lies but still like very adamantly denying like Mm -hmm. any sort of involvement any sort of like you know like witnessing to like you know didn't see her didn't see the body didn't see anything Um, yeah so don't know what's gonna come of that but uh i'm just i'm suspecting they'll they'll come back into play yeah for sure because they yeah basically it's a little bit of a back and forth and like the woman gets really mad at Wynn because Wynn is being like what you're clearly lying like I saw you so Wynn is actually the one asking the questions and the um the mom is getting really mad and is like to the to Liam and to the cops is like is she with you like why why is she the one asking me questions which I think also wins her points with Liam because he that's another little coy smile moment I think um and uh yeah basically they end up letting her go like she is kind of huffy and is like um can we go like my son needs to be like he's cold like i need to take him inside and after um them being like okay like you can go but like you have to give us all of your information so that we can so we can come contact you anytime they do let her go um I don't think there's anything else with Wynn either. They let her go too because mm-hmm. they're like, "You work in this building, right?" And she's like, "Yep, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be here any day." Yeah, exactly. Um, and at that point, so that's the point that so her mom had already shown up and was like, kind of comes into the conversation as she's answering questions with Liam or for Liam, and uh, 
it's at this point now as they're leaving that the dad runs up and is like oh my gosh is everyone okay like what's going on and um Bronwyn so that chapter actually ends with Bronwyn going saying something along the or not saying like thinking something along the lines of like I didn't really know what was going on but I knew that two people were lying and it was the mom and um her dad actually not so the mom of the of Jasper I forget her name it's like yeah. Veil something something Veil yeah I can't remember her name either but yeah so she immediately suspects that her dad is lying because a he's wearing sweatpants mm-hmm. um which he apparently never wears but also she knew that he would never wear sweatpants to work and he said that he was coming straight like he was late because he was coming straight from work and she was like absolutely not yeah um so i think those two two things together tipped her off she was like no Mm -hmm. no no and no yeah (laughs) um yeah so so we'll see i mean at this point we don't even know who the who the dead body is so we Mm -hmm. don't really know how her family is connected but i can only assume that it's gonna be something to do with the mysterious i mean i guess he's not a stranger but at the in the morning the mysterious man who was in was a stranger in the morning turns out to be an asshole in the afternoon (laughs) (laughs) aren't they all (laughs) um (laughs) no and like we get actually so like to fast forward a little bit there is a lot that happens to not a lot but like when goes into like this planning mode overnight and she basically stays up all night and we'll kind of get into that a little bit um, but to go back to this guy, we do actually get um, a lot of people in her family make like super weird and like leading comments about how he's, quote unquote, not going to bother her again. And the mm-hmm. whole time she's mm-hmm. like, he wasn't bothering me. Like, it bothers me yeah. that he was terrible to our family. But like he I wasn't like they keep being like, you're going to be fine. Like, don't be scared. And she's like, I wasn't scared. Like, I was fine. Like, I he just had a puppy like. I'm yeah. fine. He wasn't like threatening. Although she did say to her mom, I think the next day when her mom is like, he's not going to like, you won't see him again. Or like, he's not going to bother you again. And she's like, no, he honestly, like I was not scared at all. Like I could tell that he was playing some kind of like mental game or almost like she calls it like a game that she could tell from like the way that his eyes were or the, the, the way that kind of like his expression, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which she doesn't really go into any any more detail about, but she was like, that was the extent of it. Like, it honestly wasn't even suspicious. It just was like, I could tell that something was happening for him that wasn't happening for me. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to, so when, so her parents drive her home, she, I think she sleeps like in her clothes for a little bit, like a tiny bit. And then she's like, I found a body. I can't sleep, which like, correct i would not be able to sleep either mm-hmm. um and on top of her so she's obviously still thinking a lot about the store and not having um a lot of people come in so she's like I, she just like kicks into action mode at like 1 a.m yeah. second wind <laughs> she really she gets a full wind gets a second wind she really <laughs> blows into action and um yeah she I think she goes, yeah, she just throws everything in the car. She goes back to the, um, to the uh, creamery and she just starts doing a ton of like social media. She like prints up um, like free scoop coupons. Um, She has a bunch of promos. She like talks to all the vendors that worked on her, 
you know, basically she's just like doing all, she's putting her marketing background to use um, for the creamery. And then after she's kind of done with that, she's like, well, now I'm going to make a bunch of ice cream. <laughs> she decides that she's going to get into some delicious spooky fall flavors. Uh, what, what? Love this part because she, she goes to a 24-hour grocery store at like uh, who knows probably like 5 a.m like 3 a.m or whatever it is definitely after midnight yeah yeah after finding a dead body she goes to the grocery store and she gets like what town i don't know i mean our small town never had a 24-hour grocery store like what small village has a 24-hour grocery store i guess but she's also really really it sounds like they're really close to cleveland proper so maybe she just like you know, went out of the suburb and into the city, potentially. Mm, maybe. Um, either way, these flavors sound just delicious because she... It's true. So she does like a... She decides to do... I think Is it three? I think it's three new flavors. Yeah. So she does a pumpkin roll. Because yes. the town pumpkin roll is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, she does. I can't remember what she calls the second one, but it's like a a candy corn a corn candy copia. Is that oh, what it yes. is? Yeah, I think it's candy. Did copia. I nail it? Candy copia. I think you did. I think yes. you did. Got it. Yeah. So I think that's like a kind of like a Halloween based. She didn't actually list the candies that she put in there, but it's. I'm, I'm picturing like a, like a like a chocolate bar medley if you will. I don't know yeah, what you I, were picturing. I hope it's not candy corn because that would be disgusting. <laughs> well, but candy corn, like the colors are just so good. So I think I was picturing candy corn colors, but like with like Snickers or something. Like better flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the yeah. So that's the candy copia is the second one. And then the third mm-hmm. one is ghoulish blueberry. Right. Which I do feel like she maybe could have come up with a better name for it but i like where her head's at yeah i enjoy the blueberry flavor but to me ghouls are more of like a green oh i see you're you're taking issue with the actual even color of this whole situation yeah to me blue is not halloweeny or ghoulish Mm. i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm not friends with the right ghouls but but blue well, doesn't cross my mind when I think ghoul. But the thing about real blueberries is that they're actually closer to purple. So I think I was picturing like a deep purpley. Like I think I think my thing was like it was real. It f- felt to me maybe more like undead or like mm. more. But then again, zombies are green, so I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, but. Either way, it sounded delicious because anything mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. real blueberry, I'm like so on board for. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. So anyway, she stays up all night. Well, she sleeps for like a tiny bit, wakes up like 45 minutes before the store is supposed to open, like drooling on the store counter. <laughs> um, so she runs home, takes a shower, runs back, opens the store and is like ready to go with her new flavors um her like new promos and everything she's like feeling good the sun's out now the snow's kind of melting she's like all right feeling good about this and then grumpy paw enters yeah first customer well yeah he's not a customer he doesn't buy anything (laughs) he does not buy anything and he does not do any work (laughs) no he does not but he does come in and he takes a, a fun little tour 
um, and then sits and reads his paper and mm-hmm. sets out like a backgammon game on one of the tables. <laughs> it's yeah. just like camping out at, you know, has a little like booth in the corner and just like claim, stakes mm-hmm. his claim. Like yeah. that's his table. He does bring in a friend, though, who does buy some ice cream. So mm-hmm. that's something. Yeah. Um, but this friend is not the first customer. No, that's true. The first customer is a rubbernecker who comes in <laughs> yeah. to be like, hey, you found a dead body last night. And Wynn's like, yeah, but you want to buy some ice cream, right? And like, yeah. <laughs> basically, like really sell uh, like upsells like gives a little sample and like talks to this woman and sells her like a pint or so of the pumpkin spice roll um gives her a coupon sends her on her way i think this is also around the time that grumpy paw says something about the previous guy or the the previous mm-hmm. guy the the previously alive guy the um <laughs> the guy we don't even know if he's the one who's that's dead. true you're right you're right i'm i mean i'm assuming he's the one who's dead yes. but i don't think we have a, i mean i don't know when we're gonna get a confirmation but no but we do get our first like uh, as we were kind of talking about like the family being like he's not gonna bother you again Grumpy Paw is the first one to say that now, and Bronwyn sort of is like, oh, did you not only just come here to tell me it's okay, I didn't have any customers yesterday, but did you also come here to be... She literally references um, Liam Neeson in uh, Taken, and is like, well, are you going to go, like, Taken on this guy's ass? Like, what is happening? So, uh, yeah, what, what happens tonight? Like, there are a couple customers that come in... Um, yeah, I think it's it's kind of, I mean, we're, like, pretty much at the end of this section. Yeah. So I think the, I mean, the first customer is, I think, the, the most, probably the most exciting part of the day. Mm-hmm. Because it, like, I don't know. I thought it, that conversation was well written. It, like, showcased her, um, A, not wanting to talk about the dead body, but also, B, showcased her... Um, how delicious her flavors were mm-hmm. and also what a good like salesperson she is yeah um so i think it's a little like it's the the point where it's kind of like okay this is turning around like made the first sale like definitely won a customer um and she even like takes the the five dollar bill and like doesn't put it in the cash register she like tacks it to the wall as like this is my first yeah. sale kind mm-hmm. of thing so yeah, then then yeah, Grumpy Kapaz's friend comes in. I think they even had like a couple of other customers maybe that like weren't really showcased. Um, but then her mom comes in and I think maybe her mom also made a reference about like yeah, not the guy like not coming back and not bothering her again. So we're getting it from all sides. Mhm. Um but I mean, I think the next thing is her mom kind of takes over and uh, sends her off to lunch because mm-hmm. she she hadn't had anything to eat since the, the night before. And I'm actually, so I know we, we didn't mention this part and I'm not sure if it's going to be important at all or like come back. But when she was uh, at the store in the middle of the night, well, first of all, when the <laughs> dead body happened, when she came back to the <laughs> store, um, Maisie's grandmother wasn't around, but the cat was. 
And oh, so the, right. The, that did feel like a detail that we should have paid yeah, attention to. So she was kind of like, oh, that's like weird that the door was left open, but the cat like kind of made made its way around and like, you know, head butted her a couple of times and like was there mm-hmm. to, you know, comfort her in her distress and then like walked off. But then yeah. uh, when she stayed the whole night at the store, when she woke up in the morning, the cat was there again. And she was like, damn it, cat, why didn't you wake me up? Um, <laughs> but like as she was leaving the store to go home and take a shower, she looked at the thermostat and it was set to 80. And she was like, oh, yeah, um, she's like, oh, that grandmother, you know, like Maisie's grandmother yeah. had obviously like come down and like seen her and like turned the thermostat way up. <laughs> So I thought those were, like, maybe two details that, like, I don't know if they're going to come back at all, but, like, maybe the cat is going to be, like, more involved somehow. And I just thought that was fun that the grandmother, obviously, is going to be, like, (laughs) mysteriously flitting in and out because she lives upstairs. So I'm sure we'll see her more often. But um, I did love that a lot. Yeah. But then, yeah, to, to round this section out and to to end this chapter um yeah when Wynn's mom comes into the store she she kind of takes over and when goes out to uh lunch she goes across the street or down the street to the soup shop mm-hmm. so as she's standing in line uh, we've all had this happen and it made me cringe <laughs> I, I hate it so much but like as she's standing I don't remember the like cheesy line that this guy started off with but oh. I remember hating it <laughs> I remember Oh, tell us. It's a penny for your thoughts. No, I hate that. (laughs) She just looked so deep in thought, Julia. He needed to comment on it. No, leave women in thought alone. (laughs) Right, let them think. Jesus. We just want to think sometimes. (laughs) Just let us fucking think, patriarchy. Um yeah, he and he's like, so you think he's like behind her in line. And this is definitely the, the second person that we mentioned that like may or may not be a love interest. But she's at, like when is on our side, like she was very much like, oh, God, this guy is fucking annoying. And like, yeah, she was like, get out of here. Yeah, she's like, not, she's very nice because she's a very nice person. So she's like engaging with him. And, like, talking to him a little bit, but kind of just doing the thing that I feel like a lot of us have done, where it's, like, she's not really giving... She actually even lies to him at one point because she, like, doesn't want to tell him the full truth so that she doesn't have to sit with him. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, I think potentially she was planning on, like, sitting there and eating her soup. But, um, yeah, she she basically, what she is lost in thought about, she's kind of like, oh, the soup shop, like, I'm kind of jealous, like, this is their time of the year, like... People are lined up out the door. They want, like, something hot and, you know, it's so cold out. But she's also, like, it's also really seasonal, I guess. Like, you know, oh, she's kind of starting to come to this conclusion of, like, oh, well, if they can sell soup in summer, like, I can sell ice cream in winter. And he, yeah, is kind of just, like, interrupting her thought process quite a bit. And she's, like, yeah, what does she say? Oh, she says, oh, I'm just, oh, the irony, like, I'm just trying to... Um, open my ice cream store and like I'm only here to buy like a gallon of soup so I can give out samples so that you know to kind of lure people in where she's like not fucking doing that she's just trying to get lunch and like not sit with this guy (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but it was really sweet the last thing not this guy sweet uh, the store uh, the restaurant cashier sweet 
because one of the last lines of this chapter is when basically ordering her soup and being like to the cashier being like hey do you guys sell soup in the summer like what's your business like in the summer and then being like oh yeah we still have lines around the block in the summer and when's like okay that like makes me feel better because you know if they can sell soup in summer again i can sell ice cream mm-hmm. in the winter yeah and that's the uh the hopeful note we're left on yeah that's kind of it for this section and yeah like you said i'm super excited to um, maybe be confirmed that this guy is the puppy guy from the morning um super excited the puppy's not with him i know that's true i hope the puppy's okay i hope the puppy's safe i wonder if the puppy does come back i didn't even think about that maybe Maybe. It is a cozy mystery. It's We can't just be left on a a cliffhanger through the whole book. We gotta know what happened to the puppy. That's true. That's true. They'll bring it back. Because did we mention at the beginning that he like walked off in not the police department's direction? Yeah. We don't even know if the puppy made it safely to the police department. That's true. We have more of a cliffhanger for this sad puppy. That's a really good point. Puppy. God, puppy. I hope you're okay wherever you are. Um, Yeah. Definitely got to find out more about that. Definitely excited to find out more about uh, Debbie Devereaux. (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our local witch, who's probably not a witch, but yeah, who also is probably not a main character in this story. <laughs> it's true, but she's got a. Ro- I feel like she's got more of a role to play. She's gonna, yeah, she's definitely gonna have. She's gonna have at least one or two more cameos. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Well, guys. Again, so sorry for the delay. So excited to be back, especially during spooky season. We uh, hope this is obviously a super stressful time for a lot of different reasons um we hope that you're all doing well um yeah just hope this is bringing you some halloween cheer and um yeah just uh just thanks for listening guys yeah yeah and uh i'm gonna throw julia into this too dm either of us if you need any voting resources that's true i can help out with well i can maybe help out with voting resources i'll google some things listen if you need help doing any of that we will google some shit for you i will google some shit yeah i just dropped my ballot actually you know this is a fun tip too um i don't know what other state mail-in ballots look like but my ballot had like an extra page that was like info like local kind of like you know, here are the steps, like, sign your envelope, all of that. Mm-hmm. And then it also had, like, the six closest, because they obviously have my address, so they actually gave me the six closest drop boxes. Wow. Yeah. Extra steps. So cute. And so I actually, like, took, I, like, found out that my favorite park has a drop box. So I took the cutest little walk yesterday to drop off my ballot at this, like, nice. official little drop box. And then, yeah, just waiting for it to track on ballot tracks. Woohoo. Yeah. Nice. I'm thinking about taking a day off work to <laughs> drop my ballot and go get a flu shot. <laughs> oh, do it. Yeah. Love that. Because I definitely don't need to take a day off work, but I also get stressed out taking breaks during the day. Oh, so fair. I kind of want to just take a day off and not worry about it. You also, like, I don't know if your arm ever gets sore, but my arm got so fucking sore. I was Did like it? complaining. To- yeah. Yeah. I was like, I need some time to myself. <laughs> 
recover from this flu shot? <laughs> I was like, I can't type. <laughs> it was almost like a good sore. Like a little bit felt like I worked out and I didn't. So I was oh, like, I need to recover nice. from the workout that I had. No yeah. one talk to me, please. <laughs> the workout that I had last year because that was the last time I went to the gym was like <laughs> December 2019. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, yeah, again, guys, we hope you're doing well. We will, hopefully, we really do have plans to, like, be back on our shit this spooky season. Yes, or at the very least, finish this book in a timely manner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that at the very least. And also maybe make some ice cream. Oh, my God. Julia, please make some ice cream that I will be jealous of from across the country. Please, please, please. Yes. Okay, great. Um, as always, pet your kitties for us. And, and your puppies. Oh, yeah, and your lost puppies that you've picked up, and maybe you're a con person. I mean, don't tell us that part. <laughs> and your bunnies. Oh, I know. I know. There's a couple bunnies out there I know of listeners. That's so sweet. Wow. Yeah. And your lizards. Oh, all right. Throwing in a scaly friend, too. <laughs> Love that, too. Love that for us. Love and that journey. And your wildlife. That <laughs> is friendly. <laughs> that is true. I have been sitting in that said park that I was just talking about and um, there are a lot of lot of squirrels that I think are getting like a little ego boost from so many people being like out in parks oh, now. Yeah. They are real ballsy. <laughs> They're like, hey. Give me food, bitch. We are friends and I was invited to this picnic for sure. Oh, squirrels. Alright, well, I, we'll see you next time and yeah. Uh, yeah. And good luck with life. Oh, good luck with life. <laughs> yes. Yes, we all need that right now. <laughs> yes. All right. Bye. Bye.